get off the game, man. Your mom's like, what is in trouble or whatever. And I'm like, man, she told me to go back. She said it wasn't a big deal. I didn't know. What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, not Shane, because he's not here. His, he's he's feeling down and out. But it's me, your boy, your mysterious host, Carlos Lopez, from some subspace in Twitter. Uh, this is Geekscape Games, level 193, down with the sickness. Oh, wow. I'm here. Oh, yes, thank you so much for that audio drop. Appreciate it. Uh, I am here, Coach Join, with the fabulous... I'm, you know what? I'm not... I'm not even going to introduce these people because they need to introduce themselves. I feel like it's more personal. You just get a one-on-one kind of touch. So we'll, we'll start it off. Whoever wants to throw their hat in the ring, go for it. Go, don't be <laughs> yeah, it's me this week. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's Josh. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Josh this week. Yes, I did so, it. I, I know. I, the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still reeling from that Brian Danielson Omega <laughs> match. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, oh, I, I feel like I don't know how to follow that, and I'm not even on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't the Mucha Lucha podcast. I'm just going to say that. So, But I feel you. We're, we're, we'll talk a little bit about it later because I really want to get some thoughts on that. Do you watch AEW, Carlos? Uh, I watched the pay-per-view. I was uh, I was slowly. Well, first of all, who's who's speaking to me right now? Yeah, this is uh, this is Derek. I've been around okay, for a while. Sure. Most uh, most episodes of this show, uh, except for the best one, which was you guys telling like, your story at the arcade about you were playing the porn games oh, and your mom yeah, showed up and was, was like, not, are you enjoying the uh, game? Yeah. And uh, Bob Sizon, I was not on that episode. That was a wild like, one, man. We, 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 went a little, we went a little wild. But I mean, there's so <laughs> many stories. I wish arcade still existed because that's how stories begin. Dude, you, what do you mean you wish arcade still existed? You guys still have like Dave and Busters and stuff, don't you? The arcade that was next door to the arcade that Carlos was talking about is still open. But they just college arcade, right? Uh, yeah. College arcades closed. Well, it's it's a billiard. Yeah, no. yeah, it's like a billiard. A bunch of Latinos going hey, there. Though, and they just I don't them. know if you saw recently. They're tearing down that building though. So, R.I.P. College Arcade. Oh, they're fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, legendary. That's why. That's why I learned about Tekken Three <laughs> like really early on. Hey, I oh I'll get to it later because it has to do with one of the games I played this week. But I first played Rival Schools in a laundry mat, and oh, I yeah. have a story about that that we can get to later. <laughs> I want I want to hear that story. Uh, but before we get there, I know this is a games podcast, but it's not your regular games podcast. We, we talk about games and kind of talk about news every so often. But before anything, I want to start it off. Uh, Josh, you've been playing a lot of cool games. I know you just started a new gig, but you know it's hard being an adult and squeezing in time. I know how that is. You know, you you get older, more stuff comes through. You want to sleep at a good time because you don't want to wake up groggy and pooping really bad. So. <laughs> Josh, take it away. What you, been play- what you been playing, bro? Um, in the little bit of time I've been able to find, I really wanted to mention, like, I've been playing Street Fighter V for a couple of years now, and usually not too serious. It's just, like, we were talking off air how I'm just addicted to daily missions in a bunch of games. So a lot of times I'll log into Street Fighter and just do enough to play the daily missions. A lot of times having to play really shitty on purpose just to be able to get these p- specific goals out of the way. But what what do in a game like Street Fighter, what do the daily missions and goals like? What is the purpose of that? What does that get you? Uh, it gets you fight money so that you could unlock some of the stuff for free. 
initially it was supposed like to be... Co- is it just costumes or characters or... Uh, characters, like all of the above, except a long time ago, they started locking all the best costumes behind only real money. So it kind of oh, no way. started to defeat the purpose of it. Dang. And, you know, that's a whole other can of worms, how they've handled that. As someone who... who <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. As someone who, like, has been like, I'm going to do these daily missions. And then two days later, I'm like, I'm never going to play that game again. Uh, so as someone who has hasn't <laughs> bought in to... That is it. uh, Is it like a completionist thing where you're trying to get all of the costumes or is there specific costumes that you're trying to get? And that's why you're like, you know, building up these daily missions to get enough gems or whatever the currency is for the game. Right. Um, It's a mix of things because initially I was just doing it because I had uninstalled the game after it first launched because it's it was notoriously shit when it first came out. And so I didn't play it for years. And then when they did, I think their season three update, I reinstalled it. And that's they had already implemented daily missions at that point where initially at launch they didn't. And they gave you a ton of money um, so you can get stuff pretty quick. But as luck would have it, like a few months after I started playing it, they cut out a ton of the ways that you could earn money and all the missions that stayed in the game, they cut the rewards uh. in half. So it was like you it was really hard Shady. to get enough money for anything. So then when they released their big update on the previous season, I think it was like a $20 fee and you would automatically unlock everything that had been released so far. And I, they came out with that announcement right after I spent a bunch of fight money on these costumes that I wanted. Cause I figured I'm never going to spend this on anything else otherwise. So I was kind of mad and I decided I'm only going to build up enough fight money to buy every remaining character. And then I'm not going to do these missions anymore. So that's kind of what I've been building up to. And I'm glad I did because like, for the most part, I've been just playing it for the missions or for the money or whatever to get the free unlocks. But the most recent character that was released, Akira from Rival Schools. And I know, Carlos, you're familiar with that game. Uh, have you played that at all, Derek? Yes. Yeah, Rival Schools on the Dreamcast was the shit. Yeah, it's it was such a fantastic game. And uh, the most recent DLC character that released on it was Akira uh, from Rival Schools and Project Justice. And the way sorry i only played project justice not rival schools but i know Mm -hmm. it was the sequel right right yeah yeah so like rival schools i've always had a lot of affection for that game just because it felt like when it first came out it felt like such a such like a hidden gem like the secret that nobody knew about because when i first played it it was literally in some like random laundromat in in the (laughs) middle of in the middle of the city it was the Japanese version. I had never heard of this game before. The only reason it caught my attention is because of the Capcom logo. And I was like an eight, nine-year-old kid or whatever the case. So I would look forward to doing laundry every week because I knew, oh shit, that means I get to go play as that, play that, <laughs> that weird game with the base. I used to play the baseball player all the time when it first came out. I think his name was Shoma. Yeah. So I used to play him all the time and I couldn't wait to go. So one time, uh, this is how in the rival schools I was. So one time we started going to do laundry my mom's in the middle of the wash i'm sitting there playing my game and then uh like eventually when in the middle of the cycle she just sits down she's like oh i'm not feeling too good and i'm like okay is everything okay she's like yeah sure keep just go back and keep playing and then she was just sitting around still and i just kept playing and then i just see people start kind of gathering around her a little bit and i was like oh is everything okay what's going on so i went and go check on her again and she was like, no, no, don't worry about me. Just go keep playing your game. And I'm like, I guess I'm almost at the last boss. I, 
if you insist, I'll keep playing. And then eventually, the next thing I know, the fucking paramedics are there. And apparently my mom was in the middle of having a, like, a heart attack, like a small heart attack out of nowhere. And then all That's terrible. People, and then I just started getting lectured from all these. That's I started getting shit. lectured from all these like people at the laundry bed. They're like, hey, like why aren't you? Why aren't you why, like get off the game, man? Your mom's like what is in trouble or whatever. And I'm like, man, she told me to go back. She said it wasn't a big deal. I didn't know. This was right, her last you should, wish. You should have turned her around. Yeah, you should have just turned around. Like, she told me to beat the last boss. I'm going to do it, dude. I'm going to tell her whatever my mom tells me yeah. to do. I'm going to do the it thing. before I get my ass whooped, right? Because that's, that's what you're going with. Yeah, that's the thing they don't understand. You know, when you have such deep respect for your parents, you just you do what they tell you. <laughs> and, and you know, and for all I knew, her, her wish for me was to be able to experience the end of that game. And so luckily, everything turned out okay. And they eventually released it in English on PlayStation. So I got plenty of more chances to play through the story with cutscenes that time. But yeah, so fast forward to now, uh, when Street Fighter V released, and the way Akira plays on this game is just so much fun. She's so unique and plays completely different from everybody else. Mm. Um, they did a really yeah. good job of replicating her mechanics from rival schools, her air combos, her special attacks, and... A lot of her attacks also involve her like summoning her brother to do a lot of the double team attacks that they could do oh, nice. in the original game. And it's just so insane. Like, you know, Street Fighter V is not a game that has like air combos. It's a lot more traditional, a lot more grounded compared to a lot of the other games. But like she literally has launchers where you can knock them into the air and then knock out all these air combos and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just it's just completely rejuvenated my enjoyment of the game not just for daily missions but that i actually look forward to playing and getting better with her like the only the only thing that's kind of a drawback is street fighter 5 has this really bizarre online system where like on street fighter 4 for example your rank was tied to each individual character right so if you were going to start a brand new character you would start down at the lowest rank so then you would kind of build yourself back up Whereas on this game, your rank is tied to your profile. So say I built myself up to a really high rank with like Chun-Li. And then now that I'm trying to practice Akira, I'm constantly getting uh, matched with people that are at my Chun-Li rank, essentially. Oh, no. I don't really know what I'm doing oh, with this new character. So I yeah. I, like in the past, I've tried to pick up different characters and I don't stick with it for very long because it's not really fun trying to learn a brand new character going against people who have been spending years playing the same person and like beating you down over and over again. But Akira is different. Like I stuck with it and now I'm feel like I'm getting pretty good with her and I'm starting to win at least half my matches, which is an improvement from how it started. But yeah, if anybody has an opportunity to try her out or play her, it's fantastic, especially as a rival schools fan. Just be glad there's no mini missions where you have to like do this dating sim with all the Street Fighters. That would have been cool, actually. Oh. Now that I think about it, that's kind of. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Be... Hey, Capcom, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> add a dating sim to Street Fighter. That'd be cool. I want to date Blanca. What's wrong with that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I want to see what he's all about. Blanca Chan. That Sp- reminds Sparks me. would fly in that in that pairing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Blanca X Laura. Maybe, maybe I want to kick it with Dalsum, you know? Maybe I want, I want to learn how to how to stretch certain parts of your body, you know? Maybe I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, I've Teach taken, me this way, bro. I've taken so many yoga classes, they've never taught me how to stretch like that. It's terrible. It's like, it's never Or Or throw fire out of your fucking mouth either. So. I, that's not... That's cool. One day, one day we'll get that Street Fighter dating sim game that probably was released for, I don't know, Sega Saturn <laughs> and nobody played it. 
They have it somewhere. I know they do. Shit. <laughs> what else have you been playing, dog? Um, other than that, I finally finished Sea of Thieves, um, the Pirate's Life expansion, and it was I got to play through it with Megan this time, so we did a two player run, and each stage it it varied in quality kind of all over the place. Like my favorite mm-hmm. stage was the third one, which pretty much just replicates the ride almost shot from sh- shot for shot. Yeah. And like oh, all really? the robots right. in on the ride are like ghosts throughout the environment. And there's certain oh. missions tied to certain aspects of the ride. Like for example, for anyone who's been on the ride at Disneyland or Disney world, you know, for that one part where there's those prisoners that are trying to get the dog to bring them the key. Yeah. They're like whistling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of the missions, like one of the optional missions is that you can follow the dog's footprints and then find the key and actually let them out. Oh. And just like little like little things like that. So it's like if you're a big fan of the park and the ride, you get a lot of. Now, are we talking pre like 1999, like before they started changing the fact that the pirates were chasing women around? And then they flipped it or because, you know, they did that whole flip at Disneyland, right? Like they're like, oh, we can't have them chasing wenches and stuff like that's so not CP, you know? No. Yeah, there was no wench chasing uh, on, on yeah, it. I think mind. there was a part where the guy's getting dunked into the well. Oh, that's cool. There's the, the dog part that I mentioned, the the ship shooting and shooting at the uh, at the fort. Like the stage is actually on the fort. So when you first oh, get cool. there, that's the first thing you see are the ships shooting at the fort. And then, of course, at the very end, you see the uh, Jack Sparrow sitting on the treasure that they oh, added to the ride cool. after the movie became mm. popular. But yeah, that thought he was, was there from the start. Um, if only, right? Does, does he <laughs> pop up like in certain like barrels, like in the like in the ride where he like mysteriously pops open? You know, in the ride, Jack Jack is is in little secret spots. You can kind of see him hiding every so often. Does he do that within the DLC as well? Um, from what I remember, or at least from what I saw, um, it was only the part at the end. Okay. And then they added, and then Barbosa was on the ship shooting. But those are the only two things that I remember seeing that they added to the ride so, that were part of the DLC. That's cool. At least they kind of, you know, they stuck to it. Kind of kind of wish they should have brought the wench chasing and the uh, possible mission to get drunk with the pig. But hey, you know, I can't. Can't wish for everything, you know. It's I, all good. I think there there were pigs, but they were like by themselves in a cell. For oh some man, reason. where's but the drunk pig? I mean, if you if you want to re- if you want to recreate it, you could just get in a party of six and then chase the chase the female avatars while drinking and vomiting, <laughs> vomiting on the pigs if you wanted. Hell yeah! Oh, and but, then it's the best when you vomit into the bucket and then you throw the vomit bucket at one of the people you're playing with, and then they start vomiting that'd as be, well. That'd be sick. <laughs> like somebody had to program that yeah and it's the best feature so good on you yeah and if you ever need to vomit it's the secret dlc oh yeah it's <laughs> i mean it, it has its it has its fun moments and then like the the final chapter was kind of what i was expecting going in which was like this big sea battle where you're fighting all these ghost ships and working your way to this fort to like stop davy jones so like there's parts of it that was really cool but as with a lot of the game it's really vague. A lot of times you have no clue what you're doing. Like 45 minute long stages will take three or four hours on the first run because you're wandering around with no clue of what to do. And on top of that, the game's already kind of glitchy, but it felt so much glitchier when I was playing with Megan. Mm. So there was times where we would be in like a cave together. And then all of a sudden I would just get sucked out of the cave and I would be on top of the ocean in a different section of the map. And just stuff like that. Or sometimes missions wouldn't work. And since the game 
doesn't have it's an always online game so there's no save points and no checkpoints like it'll save it'll save the things that you gather but like your progress in a mission and all that stuff it has no permanent save like if you turn the game off or anything like that it's just gone pretty much so there were times too where we would be trying to do these optional missions and something would glitch and it wouldn't work right and then we would have to do the whole stage over again in order to try to trigger that mission so geez i mean it's it's kind of the story of sea of thieves as a whole to me it's like there's a lot of really good stuff and you want to love the game but there's so much that makes it kind of hard to do with the glitches and the frustration of the progress but overall i think the pirates stage the pirates dlc is worth playing um more so if you're a fan of the ride than the game because like i said that was my favorite stage of the Mm -hmm of the of the pack but yeah they did it justice which i think is kind of cool they're they're expanding into different ips i know there's a monkey island reference in there there's talks quote unquote Mm. of a monkey island dlc of sorts being worked on aside from the easter egg already in there but then i started thinking right right what other pirate ip can you throw at it aside from pirates of the caribbean then you have to think real hard right and i go well you can throw in pirates of dark water i don't know if i'm the only one that used to watch that cartoon back as a kid (laughs) But Pirates of Silicon Valley. There you go. That's another one too. Just you could throw, you could throw anything. Pirate Bay. They can even do a call out with Pirate Bay, and they'll be <laughs> sick, bro. Like, um, yeah, that's that's cool, dude. I I, I I hope we get to see more call outs like that, where other game devs and other companies want to like reach out and if it fits the brand, right? Like I, I thought that was right. a cool collaboration, and I know people were and- hyped about that too. I was really surprised with the that was like a whole quest line of the monkey. Uh, monkey island like journals and stuff in the pirates dlc so i thought that was really cool too but mm. uh, did you ever play that speaking of did you ever play that pirates of the dark water um like beat em up that they had on super nintendo yes i did i thought that game i thought the game was excellent like it was, it was really way cool. too good yeah was, to be a <laughs> like licensed like because they used to license every but, fucking but, thing back then yeah but think about it if you were to throw right like you can't go into water it's considered poisonous so you're just having all these cool like battles if you think about it right like that'd be a really mm-hmm. cool collab. it's an out of the left wing collaboration but it's for those people who really watch pirates of dark water i mean it's a hanna-barbera it's it's you know it's an old school just cartoon that people liked or hated i think there was like a both within it um because right, it's dumb right like they're pirates but they can't get in the water i'm like yeah it's dark water mm-hmm. you die I mean, you know it, that was the whole. Yeah. The it works for One Piece, I guess. Oh, hey, they could do a One Piece collaboration. Hey, Microsoft, hit your bo- hit your boys here at Geekscape Games. We got all the hey, ideas. You know, it'd be great. A Skies of Arcadia. Don't don't, oh, don't do that, that, bro. I mean, don't do that. Don't do that right now. I just want Skies of Arcadia in some form. Period. Oh. But uh. <laughs> but yeah. But but moving on to games that don't work. Um, I was playing WarioWare when it came out. Uh, and. The gimmick of the game is, and in a way, I like it because, you know, the characters in WarioWare are really popular, but they don't really do a lot. They're essentially just mascots, right? Catalysts to establish either themes or backgrounds Mm -hmm. or whatever. I just want to confirm this is the new, like, WarioWare Get It Together, right? Right, yeah. WarioWare Get It Together. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because. That you just went back to the GameCube for some Oh, no, the. Yeah, Mega (laughs) Mega WarioWare Gold. Um,. Or what was the first game on DS? Uh, DS, uh, yeah, it was WarioWare. DS, yeah. 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 yeah, like that and Field of Magic were like the only two games for a while, I remember. But uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't speak of those. So, yeah, right. But yeah, the gimmick of the game is essentially that 
And it, it was funny the whole time I'm playing it, I'm thinking, oh, this must have been like the cyberpunk dev cycle because uh, like Wario is a game developer now and he's trying to rush his new game out the door, but it has all these bugs. No way. And so like the evil bugs suck all the characters into the game and they have to like squash the bugs by finishing the mini games. So <laughs> the gimmick, because every WarioWare game has some kind of like gimmick, whether it was like the gyro or the touchscreen and all that kind of stuff. Um this one is this one's all about Joy-Con drift, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like fighting against the Joy-Con <laughs> drift. But yeah, like this one has like a two player story mode and you actually control the WarioWare characters in the minigame. So each character has their own gimmick or ability. And since all the games are so quick, like it's all really like shallow, like snappy attacks, but it works for the style of the game. So it's not necessarily a knock when I say that, but the problem with the game is that there's like 20 there's like 20 something characters i think and some of them are like are really 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 terrible and especially depending on the mini game you get it's like every mini game's doable with every character but it's obvious that some are way way better than others and then the further you get into the game you start getting to points where it's like you select from a pool of characters and then it selects which one you use randomly so it's really easy to kind of get screwed over if you end up with a character that sucks for that minigame and it just kind of gets frustrating. There was one character in particular, um, five volt, you know, the mom. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Like she has her own uh, smash Brothers stage where she, yes, yes. Hurts you if she sees you. you have to hide and then come out. That's how you, yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's a playable character in the game and she's like, a she's like a ghost that, teleports to wherever her spirit is when you push a i've seen that i've seen i've seen gameplay of it yeah yeah so like there's there's a level where you have to do that with her jam i think you're trying to push jelly into like a jam or something right yeah and then with her it's frustrating because she can't materialize on top of like f- over physical objects she has to be like above or next to something but a lot of times you'll have to touch stuff so it's really hard to tell where you're supposed to place <laughs> her in order to get it to work properly yeah and considering you only have like five seconds to figure it out. Right. It's, uh, it's like, and are you always assigned the character randomly or is it dependent on the mini game or, or how do you end up being the characters that are no good or you choose a character and then it gives you a subset of games randomly or what? So th- there's different modes. So in the story mode, it'll be featuring a particular character. So you'll usually be forced to use the character that's, that it's focused on, but then you could choose like, but then you could choose like three other characters to round out your group. And then from there, it selects which character that you play as randomly from that pool of characters that you have. And then, so there's other modes, like there's post game modes where it's like a high score thing to see how many mini games you can complete without dying and that kind of stuff. Those there's different settings you could choose, but one of the settings is it collects the entire roster and just makes it random. Or there's one where you pick like a large amount of characters, like 10 or 15, and then it randomizes them from there. So like overall, it was fun. I enjoyed it. it it's a pretty cool multi, as usual with Mario, where it's a pretty cool multiplayer game. Uh, but I do think it is on the weaker end of the WarioWare games, just because the gimmick that it revolves around this time is so inconsistent and random that it oftentimes feels like you don't have a whole lot of control over the game and that you're kind of just have to throw your hands up and hope the game doesn't screw you over with a character Mm -hmm. that's not good for the game so it's i mean it's worth it's worth picking up i don't know if it's worth picking up for the full 50 bucks which thankfully i got it on the buy two get one free sale before target realized they fucked up and put nintendo pre-orders on it so (laughs) 
so it worked for nice. me but you the target buy two get one free sale works on pre-orders on certain pre-orders yeah. certain it, pre-orders it's not it hardly ever works on nintendo first party games so i mm-hmm. think i i got in a pre-order for warioware mario party metroid and advanced wars before they took it down <laughs> but yeah it worked out i remember just like several times over the past number of years i've been uh, you know we don't have we had target here for like five minutes and they never ran sales that good but like randomly several times being in the states and going to target and it just so happened that the buy two get one free game sale was on and games in the states are already cheaper even when you factor in the conversion so i just like stocked up on shit i didn't even want just because i was <laughs> like it's never gonna be this cheap again oh, yeah. uh, it's a good time not for the last couple of years obviously but uh yeah i miss it yeah and that's funny this little segue into my last game but um i found out by accident that apparently when you do that sale you could just pre-order you could order three games and then not pick up two of them and then get the other one at the sale price still and so that happened to me by accident because i pre-ordered mass effect collection and dc superhero girls to go with uh lost judgment which was a Mm pre-order and i forgot I thought I had longer than I did to pick up the pre-order. So they canceled my DC superhero girls in mass effect, but I'm still getting lost judgment for the 40 bucks, whatever it is Shit. minus. And then another 5% because of red card or whatever that is. But, uh, but yeah, because lost judgments coming out this week, I was trying to play through judgment the first one last week. And um, that's a spinoff of the Yakuza games. I know you played what seven or six Derek. On six. Yeah. Game like Pass a dragon. Games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a dragon seven and then six is maybe it was six. no uh or song of song of life song of life yeah song of life right yeah so judgment's like a spin-off of yakuza and apparently going forward judgment's going to continue with the old yakuza gameplay right, while, the yes. new, while the main franchise keeps on being a turn-based rpg now but judgment's essentially the same as a lot of the more recent yakuza games it's a beat-em-up where you explore a fictionalized version of a of a Japanese city, but this one's kind of a different twist. Where instead of playing as a former Yakuza member, you're playing as like a detective. He's like a disgraced lawyer who accidentally, not accidentally, but he got someone acquitted for murder, and then as soon as he was released from prison, he murdered his girlfriend. So he so he felt shame and quit being a um, quit being a lawyer and became a private detective. So you spend the game kind of investigating these conspiracies that kind of intertwine with the Yakuza. And it has to do with a lot of the same gangs as the main franchise, but it never crosses over into any of the characters or cast. It's like a completely different cast, but just with Mm. enough familiar elements to connect the two. And like, it's really cool because on top of the brawling gameplay and everything, they also have a more like investigation focused style so a lot of the missions are, it kind of breaks up the monotony of the constant combat by adding in missions where it's like, hey, you're searching for evidence or you're searching for footprints, you're following somebody, you're like examining crime scenes and piecing clues together and that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's cool. It, I'm So far, I honestly feel like I'm enjoying it a little bit more than a lot of the oh, wow. Yakuza games, just because mm-hmm. like I said... Like sometimes I would put Yakuza games down for a lengthy period of time because as fun as the brawling was, it was just a lot of straight brawling. I mean, they, they all always have the mini games to break them up, but that's always right. kind of like optional stuff. Um, but in this one, like the story, I feel like is a lot better paced because 
it's constantly throwing different things at you and it's not, you're never doing the same thing for too long. Um, I'm about like five hours into it. I think it's a pretty long game, like 25, 30 hours, especially for a beat em up. So mm-hmm. um, my goal is to try to finish it before Lost Judgment gets here, which is not going to happen. It officially came out yesterday, but they uh, delayed my shipment. It's not going to be here till like Saturday. So I have a little bit more time to play it before the new one gets here. Well, you better enjoy it because apparently Toshiro is like going to leave soon. I think Sega is going to leave behind um, the Kusa series. I, there's been like this talk back and forth that he might be going to a Chinese company that's going to buy him off. There's this whole drama going on between him and Sega. Um, as I'm saying, enjoy these last two games before these games go up in price as well. Because if it is, does come true that he is leaving Sega for this a big corporate Chinese company that's willing to pay them. I don't know how many, how much fucking yen they're trying to give them, but that's the big talk right now. I think he's still in talks with Sega, and uh, I, I, you know, I was reading a last interview about him, how he wants to expand the Yakuza series, like you guys mentioned, right? He wants to do the Judgment series a little bit more into the Yakuza side while keeping the new, like a dragon kind of turn-based stuff and explore further. I guess he wants to do more stuff. I'm hoping for a Yakuza car racing game. That's all I'm, I'm waiting at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's that there's that news. But I mean, honestly, the guy's done enough. I mean, he literally hustled his way into getting that series even available here. I remember the first two games I, I bought on the PS2. Michael Madsen, I think, was Kiryu's voice. Oh, really? And I think, yeah, I think Michael Madsen was, was the voice of Kiryu. And then... Uh, Majima, I think, was voiced by um, God. Uh, I forgot. I think who it was it. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. Mark Hamill is, is Majima, and um, you know th- those games. If you guys don't know, I mean, the first two did did not su- succeed very well in the states, and three and four were kind of missing, and then the zombie one came out, and it was kind of missing, and it wasn't until five that really popped off a little bit more, and then um, I think what really popped it up to the roof was um, Yakuza 0. I think that was just mm-hmm. the, the real money grabber. I think that was like the actual one that actually saw its return 10 times fold in the state. So, I mean, bless those games. Those are, I, I wish, I wish those games would continue more, but you know, I, I got, I got, you know, Kiryu has to move on. I mean, he's voicing anime stuff now. So, you know, mm-hmm. God bless the series. Yeah. And, Love it. And one way or another, we have so many games that have come out of that series. Yeah, it's like and that's a lot. we have like the the first two, then the remake of the first two, then zero, three, four, five, six, seven, and then two judgments. That's like that's like almost Final Fantasy levels. <laughs> yeah. Of... Yeah. And we got the remakes of or a hands edition of three, four, was it three, four, five mm. in a complete and edition. And wasn't there a Wii U port of one and two, but not Kiwami? Uh, but they never released outside of Japan, if I remember correctly. Oh man, I think so. Yeah, I, 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 something like yeah. that. But yeah, those games. I hope they get ported to the Switch. I think it'll be perfect on the Switch. Uh, but mm. who knows, you know? But aside from that, uh, Derek, what you what have you been playing, bud? What's 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 going on in your world? Yeah, yeah, just a couple games that I've been looking forward to for a long time finally dropped since the last episode, like a couple days after we recorded last. Life is Strange: True Colors uh, finally released. Had that one pre-ordered for a while um, just because I was, you know, super stoked for it in that I'm a huge fan of Life is Strange and of Life is Strange Before the Storm. And I was so, so excited. Like I 
you know, waited outside the convention center to like make sure I got a seat in the Life is Strange 2 panel at PAX in 2019 type thing because I was just so stoked for this game and could not stand Life is Strange 2. Um, like I played, <laughs> I think I only got through like about two and a half of the five episodes or whatever, however many it ended up being. Um, this one, you know, was announced, I think, like maybe the Game Awards last year, um, if not a little bit after that. And right away, just the like, just the fact that it has like a, a, a set setting and like consistent characters, which is something I felt like was really missing from Life is Strange 2 in that you're these two kids on the run. And so you're not really seeing people like more than once in a lot of cases. And excuse me. And, um, you know, I think in the first game and in the prequel, like the town is almost a character in itself and you get used yeah. to the the places and the things that are in it and uh, the people that reside in specific areas and all that sort of thing. And this feels like it's brought a lot more of that back. Um, also, I found the like, you know, each game revolves around like someone in an in a extreme circumstance, I guess, that gets uh, some sort of ability and in the first game, it was uh, Max's ability to rewind time. And so you could kind of see how how you know you're making choices and you could see how both sides would play out to a certain degree before you had to like settle on a choice and that was really cool and then the second game it was just like telekinesis which was kind of kind of boring in comparison and uh in the new game uh the main character alex has the ability to she's like an empath so she can see how people are feeling and if they are feeling strong enough in any certain emotion she like basically cannot help but to feel that too and will like react in certain ways based on that um yeah it's i mean right it's been right through the trailers and everything like that but she basically like goes to this town to meet like meet up with her like estranged brother who ends up dying and then she's kind of left in ruin after this in this town and and nobody knows kind of what really happened to him and and so it's kind of up to you to try to figure that out with this power and, and ability that you have and so far I'm loving it. Um, I am loving it content wise um, in that like, like, I don't know if I, I, I really, really like the first game and I'm through two of the five chapters right now. So I, I don't know if I like it to that level, but I'm so stoked to be playing it after not being into Life is Strange 2. So content wise, I'm really enjoying it. And in a lot of ways, like Life is Strange has never looked better or sounded better. And the soundtrack is like dope as it always is. Um, and things like the, you know, the lip syncing is significantly better than it has been in previous games. Um, technically though, I'm, it's, it's like kind of janky. Like I'm playing this on, you know, it, it is technically series X enhanced and there is a PS five version of the game, but it is like not, you know, it's no graphical powerhouse. Like it, like there are a, a ton of like just only Xbox one or PS four games that look significantly better than this. And, it runs at 30 frames per second on these consoles that are pushing 4K 60 for a lot of really, really impressive stuff. But on that, <laughs> you know, it, it's not a game that needs fast response time or or a ton of frames per second. But after playing like so many 60 frames per second games in a row, it like is super noticeable right away. But it's also not consistent 30 frames per second. Like the, as of right now, the game's been out for a few weeks. I don't think that they, they've commented on it because I've like looked mm. and and... Um, they haven't really said anything as far as I, I have found, but it's like, there's like frame drops and stuff like that, like quite a lot. And for these new consoles that have 
insanely fast SSDs to the point where like you're traveling, you know, you're fast traveling in uh, like Spider-Man or something. And it's like half a second to get across like this, the city or something like that. Like the load times in this game are atrocious for, for playing on these new consoles. Like it's like 20, 30 seconds type thing where like I could jump into like you know, the other game I've been playing death loop. Like you jump into a map in one second type thing. Like, it's uh pretty insane from that regard. So that's obviously like I, there, those are like minor gripes. Like it's just like it, and it was it was a more expensive game this time around too. Like it's a it was a full price like eighty dollar Canadian game, which I think is like almost. God damn. <laughs> I get shocked every time I hear you say eighty dollars. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah eighty dollars before tax, and like PS five games are ninety dollars before tax um as well so shit is expensive here um but yeah like i feel like it was quite a bit more expensive like than you know life is strange 2 was pricier than life is strange 1 but this feels like it was almost like i gotta be wrong but it feels like it was almost double that um so you know like it feels like it's a bigger game with what should be a bigger budget and obviously it's finished now you get all five chapters at once uh instead of having them released over you know, they're like, oh, we're going to do it every three months. And then it turns into like five or six months between chapters. And you're like, what happened on the last chapter again? Like, it's nice to not have that. Um, but I I technically was expecting and hoping for a little bit more from the game, which they could still fix. They could still change it. Um, yeah. You know, I, we're not getting like 60 frames or anything. They've ca- they've been like, it's a more cinematic experience at 30 frames and that sort of thing. But I'm going to be honest with you. The only thing I know about this game, and it's hilarious uh, I heard it's good, but the only thing I've been seeing on my Twitter feed has been uh, content creators, like you know, the Twitch streamers that you know they, they do the DMCA thing within the game. There's a DMCA yeah, yeah. mode, so I blasted up. There's a scene where I guess the characters are lip syncing and they're playing the guitar. <laughs> when you yeah. turn on the DMCA, it's just them with the noise of their movement of their body, and there's no noise. <laughs> oh my so gosh! It's, it's yeah. five minutes of the characters is just like. All you hear is their jacket jumping, their feet, <laughs> and they're like kind of rocking on the guitar. There's like no music on the guitar yeah. whatsoever, and the guy's like clapping his hands, and it's just surreal. And that's the only thing I know about that game right now because that's everywhere on yeah. my TikTok. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound like a Gen Zer, but I see it on my TikTok, I see it on on Twitter as well. It's like consistently always being reminded to me. I'm like, oh man, this. I have well, not seen not like any fun. Life is Strange stuff on my TikTok, and I would be all oh, for that. So It's so good. I'm going to send you guys a video. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I laughed like the good minute that I saw. I was like, this is way too funny. But I got, I got now it makes me want to play the game. I'm like, yeah. take all the music off. I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> just, just play it muted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's funny, too, in that, um, I don't know, the, the, the soundtracks to these games have been like it's, and to every game really but in this game these games it's like an integral part of the feeling of the game and the feeling of like the setting and the type of people that like your character is and stuff like that so if if streamers are like playing it for like the first time in this like dmca mode where like it it sounds like the music's just removed and not like replaced with other stuff Mm -hmm. type thing like it has to be completely Remove completely that's a that's got to be a significantly degraded experience at that (laughs) point like that's weird beautiful yeah yeah it's getting a tv show too um oh yeah i heard yeah That's yeah and like sean mendez is handling who i'm a fan of he's like a baby john mayer um yeah. you know he's <laughs> he's handling the uh 
the music for the show, which I think is really cool. So um, I, yeah, as you know, if you liked the first game and did not like the second game, that's exactly where I fell. And I'm I'm loving the second one so far. So or sorry, no, I'm loving True Colors so far. So the big the biggest takeaway, it sounds like, is if you're going to make an adventure game like this, do not make it with male protagonists. <laughs> they're they're not fun. They're it is not exciting to live life as a teenage and or young adult. Male. I already did that, you know. Yeah. And they're done. Yeah, that, I mean right? that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of sad Shane was Shane was not here because I, you know, he always makes fun of me for liking these series and liking like the stories that they tell with these teenage female protagonists and stuff like that. So uh, he wasn't here to make fun of me. So you know, we missed you, Shane. Jokes on you, Shane. He's here in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Jokes on you. Yeah, and so that came out, and then a week later, Deathloop dropped, and I was like, I'm gonna play a little bit of Deathloop because I would really like to finish Life is Strange Two Colors um like very soon and then i haven't played life is strange true colors since because death loop is fucking awesome it's like i don't know i was like medium excited for it throughout all of it's like when it first got announced it looked super cool and then i feel like it was like it felt like the same trailers over and over and over again for like a year and a half type thing to the point where i was like i don't know if this looks like that that good anymore and Mm -hmm. it is so much fun it's it's like um I don't know. It's it's an arcane game, so it feels very dishonoredy yeah. in terms of the mechanics and the way it plays. But it almost is like like it's like a kind of like a Bioshock crossed with like a Majora's Mask type feeling. And the trailers don't do it justice. And I totally agree on that thing. Um, I, for one, despise the trailers for some reason. <laughs> I just didn't like how it was presented. And of course, that's always a really hard for a lot of companies. You guys don't know. I'm question. We'll give you. Uh, Carlos behind the scenes when it comes to making trailers for video games because that is one thing definitely that either you get a good company that does it or you get somebody that knows how to direct it but if you don't have something that can translate what the game is within a minute it turns you off completely and whoever decided to do the Deathloop videos tip I tip my hat off to you first of all for trying uh, <laughs> but seriously man like the the trailers we would get the, the, the VGA stuff I would see, it just wasn't, it wasn't like hitting me. And until I got to sit down and see someone play it, I was like, this game looks fucking awesome. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's so cool. You can do that. That's cool. You can do that. It's like a complete option just open for you. But yeah, that, I, I, that's the biggest thing I always fear about trailers. Like, does it translate well to the game? Yeah. But yeah. And this is one game I say skip the trailer watch gameplay and it will hook you on it will literally hook you in um and uh, yeah that's my that's my only rant i have about that (laughs) i want to hear more about this game dude yeah it's um and it it really it took me like a couple of hours to really get into it because when you start the game yeah, you know, so it's called Deathloop and it, you are this character cult and you wake up on this beach and you have no recollection of what's going on. Um, but then you get very quickly, you get a radio and there's this like person named Juliana who's basically like, I'm going to kill you and you like stop doing what you're trying to do. And he's like, I don't remember anything. Who are you? What am I trying to do? And and you are you slowly learn that you the game is set on this island, which is meant to be this like paradise for like super rich people, I guess. Uh, and they basically it's the same day the island on the island based on this thing that happened in the past. It's just the same day over and over and over again. And you at, at some point, some version of you has decided that you 
this is wrong or you're sick of it and you want to break the loop essentially. Um, and so, and none of this is stuff that wasn't in trailers or, or yeah, synopsis yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that. So I'm not going to try to try, try not to spoil anything, but you uh, are essentially playing through the game and you, um, the island is the all there's these people called visionaries basically, or who are like the leaders of the island. And they, each of them has like a, a power or something that you want to acquire. And so you kill the visionaries and can get like a power from them. Like there's a power called shift that lets you like instantly like jump uh, a certain distance, like in a, in a certain direction. And so you can like move around the map very quickly or move around enemies very quickly. Or there's like a, um, there's one and I can't remember the name, but it basically like you, you shoot out this like little projectile and it tie anyone that is in within the radius it like ties them together. So if you shoot one in the head and get like a headshot and kill them, anyone else that was connected to them, uh, the same thing happens to them. So you can like plan these like very elaborate like instances. Um, and, and it's really, really neat, but the story is like cool. And the, um, like the banter between the main characters, Colt and Juliana and, and all of the other visionaries as well are super cool. But basically you, you, the end goal is to, get to the point where within a single day you kill all eight visionaries and that should break the loop type thing. So you are going, there's like four, four zones, which are like pretty big maps and they contain a bunch of different like places and the visionaries themselves. And there is like morning, noon, uh, afternoon and evening. And so you, as you're in a map, you know, the maps will play differently depending on what's happening in the time period that you're in, but you'll always kind of, know sort of what's happening because if you die or if you get to the end of the day it just restarts again and so um all that comes with you is your knowledge so anything that you learned over the runs and so slowly you're like building up the knowledge of like this person's going to be here at this time and this is going to happen here in the evening and if i sabotage this then it'll play out differently in the afternoon so you're like learning and figuring out all that stuff with the end goal being figuring out a workflow to to get to and to be able to kill everybody within a single time or within a single day. Um, and that's that's all that comes through. But you can also basically gather this resource that lets you infuse certain things to you. So certain weapons or certain power ups that you found, you can pay like this currency to lock it onto you. So it survives to to through run. So that's um, dope, dude. it's so cool. It's so cool. And yeah, I was just saying it took a couple hours to really get into because the first loop that you go through is it's very like much a tutorial. And so it's super linear and I'm like, is the whole game like this? Like it, it feels way less open than, than it seemed like yeah. it was supposed to be and stuff like that. And like, what's the point of the loop if it's just like linear and taking me through it anyways, like sort of thing. But then once it opens up, it was like, Oh damn, like, like super cool. And I, yeah, I have not gone back to life is strange two colors, which I was way more excited for um, because death loop is like, one of the most unique and, and like fun games that I've played this year for sure. Um, playing it on PS five, it looks and sounds unreal. Um, but it also has like really, really good haptic feedback, which I've talked at length about as being like the coolest thing, this generation type thing. Um, the PS five controller is um, just, just really neat in what it can do. And in this game, it's like, similar but more subtle than like Astro Bot, uh, Ast Astro's Playroom in that like you can feel like every step that your character's taking um, and it just kind of is just like a little like like thump in the controller type thing and it sometimes will change depending on like how fast you're going or the, the type of surface that you're on um, and then in this game too if you're using like 
like an old, a, a worse gun, I guess, or a bad gun. Sometimes the gun will jam and it like locks the trigger until it's like unjammed type thing. So physically you won't be able to pull the trigger, which is just like, I don't know. I love gimmicky shit and it's gimmicky in the best way. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I it's bringing back the old school Star Fox Rumble. Fight. The same <laughs> thing everybody went through when you put that thing on. You're like, I can feel the bomb. Oh, I can feel this. You know, it, it's gimmicky, but if it if it feels great, it feels great. I totally yeah. If it's used right, absolutely. Definitely with you on that one. I I, I do feel like the controller for PS5 is is definitely very gimmicky, but it's very memorable gimmicky where people yeah. go down like, yeah. it's like, oh man, it feels great to shoot something, you know, uh-huh. on the controller. Well, and that's really the thing. Like every time I've like let someone else play the PS5, like I'm showing them like Astro's Playroom and they're like, you know, the, the, that's the thing that you notice because, you know, <laughs> it's otherwise it's at this point, it's just a more powerful PS4 um, type thing as as generations go. But like, this is the thing where it's like, wow, this is new. And this is really, really impressive. Um, it's all been the controller so far. One, um, one thing I forgot to mention too. you in Deathloop, you have, the, you know, there's this Juliana character who is your adversary, essentially. And the game, it's really neat in that at some point, she is also one of the visionaries. So one of the people that you need to kill and eventually kill all in the same day to break the loop. But you uh, the game is like inherently like on like online in this regard. And sometimes randomly Juliana will show up in your map, but it's another player. And so at that point, you, you're like essentially warned that Juliana is like hunting you um, and it just pops up randomly. There's like a limit to how often it'll happen and how many times in a single loop that she'll be able to show up. Um, so, yeah, it's not like a, it's not like you're just constantly getting bombarded, but it's like she'll show up and it's she's got her ability is that she can like like basically mask herself as other people so sometimes you like sometimes it could be like an npc that you uh are expecting and then like she's there type thing but um so you basically have to like fight her and or or like unlock the exit uh which locks when she enters the map and then you can like exit and then you win basically but um if she you know if you if you fight her and if you beat her usually she'll drop some really good loot um and that clears her as like a visionary for the day um it was just it just felt like a really unique mechanic in that like you are it's frustrating too because you're like oh i was just about to do this fucking thing and i was doing so well and now she's here and i have to fight her and it like messes everything up type thing so Shit. you can turn it off if you don't want to like, you, oh, okay, like okay, you, okay. it's not mandatory but it's like you know a so couple times cpu i'm assuming though right if you turn it off that is a good question i don't know if it would just put a, a computer like a cpu version of it in there or if she just wouldn't show up at that point i've not turned it off and and she's only popped up a few times for me so far anyways um but yeah, it's kind of like a neat, it's just a super neat and like unique and it just changes the gate. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going around and like methodically like planning things and, and trying to do like cool shit, like with the linking a bunch of people together and like shooting them in the head. And then all of a sudden it's like all bets are off and I'm like sprinting through and everyone's seeing me cause I'm trying to get away from her or like hide or like, um, you know, my weapons really suck and hers don't. So like, how am I going to try to shit. take her down type thing? So it adds like a really like intense, um, infrequent intense moments to to the game so uh but yeah it's i like love dark it like, souls. it's like dark souls yeah. <laughs> walking around and be like what's going on and getting invaded <laughs> i'm uh i'm definitely loving it though so um it's cool. it's been a in a it's been a droughty time for the ps5 so it's cool to get a, <laughs> a new game although now they got canna bridge of bridge of spirits that just came out on ps5 as well which, that, awesome, which is so. getting a lot of good reviews yeah yeah it's a really cool game i've i've seen a 
I just seen a couple of gameplay footage, like six minutes of it. It looks great. Looks like yeah, a fun game. Something definitely. I would. It looks like something I would definitely rent as a kid and be like, "This game is awesome," and then go back to him and be like, "This game is still awesome." Mm-hmm. And, um, it has that cool old school like GameCube Star Fox Adventure with a little bit of hack and slash that ha- like carries over from Ratchet and Clank. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. It's got a like, cool little yeah to it. So yeah, it's funny in that it's breaking this like kind of drought of of exclusive games on ps5 and it's a microsoft owned title at this point and i definitely debate it like i'm like dude i just want to wait a year and play for free on game pass when it finally does drop on xbox yeah and the answer is i have no self-control and never wait for things so no i did not wait and i bought it on launch day so <laughs> see when i saw how good the reviews were for death loop and like best buy had like a ten dollars back promotion mm. if you if you got it so i almost caved but that was the ultimate decision maker for me i was like if i just wait a year it'll be on yeah Canada, so yeah wait. without haptic feedback though that's worth 80 dollars yeah. canadian 90 dollars canadian maybe maybe their haptic feedback control will be out by then oh i would buy that in a second mm, yeah we'll i see. love gimmicks uh aside from that do you have the xbox pro controller i do the elite Ooh, controller damn oh, yeah, the elite i do have one of those yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was debating buying that uh master chief one but it's like i'm never gonna use yeah, that fucking thing i actually love that controller and i bought it like at the start of the pandemic with the intent being like this is really cool there's no way a controller i think it's 240 dollars here there's no way mm-hmm. that a controller is worth this much money uh, so i bought it with the intention of being like trying it and, re- and probably returning it and i was playing a lot of warzone at the time and could not like like and i don't even use it all the time like for a lot of games the standard controller is more comfortable but for like playing these like fast-paced shooters and stuff just having the the uh paddles underneath and having the like longer which you can do use control freaks to emulate but having the like longer stick and being able to set the tension like it's just such a difference and i still yeah i there was no way i was returning it even though it's it's ridiculously expensive I'll, I'll have to take your word for it i can't i just can't do it really <laughs> master chief one too but it's it's really between that and a forza wheel and i'm probably going to go with oh forza yeah wheel yeah between i will the go two. with the forza wheel 100 i mean also i feel like i'm the outlier and that i've had this controller for a year and a half and it hasn't broken yet because apparently they like break every four seconds especially the elite controllers so um yeah, if I wait, are the Elite controllers battery operated? The Elite controllers have an internal battery, and they just charge okay, with cool. USB C. Yeah. All right, I was oh, like still thinking. Generous of them. Uh, yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, man, it's still making fucking battery controllers. Yeah, What's wrong yeah. with them? It comes with a nice little dock too, which is kind of oh, neat. Okay, so you could just leave the cable plugged in and just dock it when you're not using it, and like a yeah. carrying case. It's it is it does feel very premium for sure. Okay, two forty five until it breaks. Until, until it breaks, breaks yeah. yeah. Oh, I did actually have. I had to return one because it had a problem out of the box. So, so. Oh. <laughs> but the second, <laughs> you know, that was like within the same day. The second one has been pure gold for for yeah. eighteen months or you're, whatever. You're, you're not se- you're not selling me on this thing. That's, <laughs> that's making it even worse. <laughs> yeah, not anymore, bro. I'm glad. I'll stick with my five dollar my uh, five dollar tree dollar tree controllers that I see all the time and five below controllers I see all the time too. I'll stick with that. Uh, I've been playing uh, a game that has been consuming my daily lunchtime. It's been on. I I was excited when I saw it last direct. It was a uh, cruising blast. If you guys have not heard of it, it is the <laughs> follow up to all the cruising USA games. Uh, it is done by Raw Thrills, uh, who you might have seen at Dave and Buster. I know I know you guys are huge Dave and Buster fans out there. 
you might have. I didn't realize it was really made by Raw Fury. I was actually going to make a joke about it because it's like that's all the arcades now that some of them look kind of cheap. It's always like Raw Fury, Raw Fury. Raw Thrills, Raw Thrills did that. Yeah, Raw Thrills did the Halo arcade game. They done the Walking Dead. They're pretty known um, company, and in fact, it is the original guy who ran Midway at the time when they had owned the rights to Cruising USA, and then they departed. So a lot of people are still confused about how this game even, why is this game only on the Nintendo Switch? Uh, and that is because Nintendo technically owns the right for the Cruise in USA games, which is a little weird um, that they own the rights for this game. And the only reason I, it's like split in between Raw, Thrills, and Nintendo. But Cruise and Blast, you might have seen that, Dave and Buster. Uh, they do have a Grand Prix mode on there. But this version for the Nintendo Switch includes all the, all the levels included from the from the arcade plus an additional like 12 new levels uh which in total is 24 levels i think in total uh the other levels uh is uh, they're amazing now i would say this game is a type of game you go i want to play an arcade game that's gonna um, that's gonna like pass the time i'm gonna be i'm gonna go and like chill and do this real quick which is great i think I think the the crazy thing about this game is a you're saving money uh, by not going to Damon Buster and spending <laughs> like three dollars on on fucking putting money onto your card. Actually, I'm sorry, it's five dollars to fill in officially your card, right? Because you can't put them on the five bucks, and then you put it in. This game brings you the same experience that you would you would have done. Of course, no steering wheel, but I'm quite sure it does support. Uh, the steering wheel. So, like, if mm-hmm. you have the steering wheel accessory, you can add your Switch controller, your Joy-Con in there, and you, you can use that as well if you feel like it. No, oh, pedal. like the little Mario Kart one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great. I think that was really fucking cool that they added that. You can play with. I play with my Pro controller because a, I was that's how I was playing the cruising games uh, on the sixty four. Uh, this game is, um, in fact, extremely fun. I. I would say if there's any game you're going to play with your significant other or play with your friends over, I don't know, they're coming over to chill and hang out, you put this game, anybody can play it. I mean, uh-huh. anybody can play it. It's funny. The levels are silly. The cars you unlock, which I'm not going to spoil, but if you want to go see, you can go hit up my Twitter, Twitter at Angry Dance. You can see one car in particular. Uh, I would say that if you've seen the trailer, there is a shark you can unlock in the game that is a vehicle, and you can pimp out the shark <laughs> as well. Um, I would say for the amount of time I play this game, one Grand Prix will probably take you 10 minutes max, which is, I think, a great, solid, like, cool, I get to experience the whole thing. There, It's very colorful. Uh, I'm surprised they were able to pull it off on a Nintendo Switch, and I wish they had more levels because I would throw money at them intensely to give me more levels mm-hmm. um the music i mean it's not the coolest music but there's so much going on like the sounds the cars there's nitro there's a cop car chasing you there's there they have the cups that they have are hilarious there's one is one is called like uh one particular cup is called the helicopter cup and then you're thinking in your head like what the fuck is a helicopter cup the, all the levels you're being chased by a helicopter, being shot <laughs> missiles at, there's helicopters crashing. It's like Fast and Furious on, on a three-day bender on cocaine, bro. It's just like nonstop things going on. You're just like, what is going on? My eyes are – I'm having 
visions of the future. Um, it's a fun experience. I highly <laughs> recommend it. It's super cheap. I got it really cheap. Uh, I think Best Buy had a deal where if you bought the game, it was like 40 bucks. You got a $10 gift card, which is insane. $5 would have been cool. Uh, but $10 even back to you, uh, it's pretty steep. So it's cool. You can use it for something else. Um, the modes they have are Grand Prix. So they have their regular Grand Prix mode. They have Arcade mode, which is the arcade experience you would get at uh, you know Dave & Buster. So they have some time trials. Uh, of course, they have online ranking. But they don't have online multiplayer, which honestly mm. is the biggest letdown. But I'd say if the game does perform well... Which we, we which we have seen with the last Mario Party game, which they randomly said we're updating it with online multiplayer. <laughs> Remember that game we released? You guys hated. Um, <laughs> I like. But th- this game, <laughs> this game is is doing pretty good so far. Uh, has not gotten a lot of real review feedback in a sense. I think people are just like, ah, oh, it's another arcade game. But I I I'm, I'm putting it down as one of my favorite racing games of the year super fun i have my i have my niece and nephew play and they don't care they're just like colors cool explosion and then when i play it i'm like i'm just having a blast in this game. <laughs> i can see why yeah. it's called cruising blast um i i there's little things that i that i wish had more but you know for 30 bucks that i spent on this game uh-huh. super worth it i cannot talk more about this game i i like i swear i, I feel like i'm kind of back in the arcade kind of stage where i want those games back like good constructive arcade games that could just pop in and just doze, you know, leave my brain just be like, let me just play something stupid, you know? Like I'm like, let me yeah. drive this shark car in the Hollywood Hills while a giant Randy's donut um statue is destroying all of like towers and Chinese theater. It's it's madness. And then you end up in Long Beach somehow. I don't know. This game is cool. It's <laughs> it's a fever dream. It's amazing. That's, that sounds like Samurai Cup. It do, it dude. If I, I swear to you, it's like this game is a fever dream, unlike any other. Like the first four Grand Prix are like, oh, this is cool, and there's one where it's like this. It's the All Storm Cup, and you're like, what the fuck's an All Storm Cup? And it's just like it rains everywhere. You're fighting a Yeti. There's a Yeti grabbing your car. You're seeing two dinosaurs go at it somehow on this underground level. It's I can't. What what I'm saying right now sounds like a madman, but I, I swear to you, this it, it's in the game. It's in the game. So go pick <laughs> it up. Totally worth it. It's gonna be super hard. I can foresee it. My Carlos future foreseeing powers are telling me that this game is gonna be sold out by Christmas. I think it's gonna be the hot seller for a lot of parents. And really, you think? Grab it. Grab it. Yeah, grab it now before it's all gone. Uh, it's really fun. It's something I swear to you, you're gonna have a blast with. Anybody can pick it up. I swear you just push one. And once you unlock the 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 more hilarious vehicles, it's just nonstop laughter. It is you're just wondering, like they raw thrills just say, you know, we're gonna make a fun game, right? So let's just put anything that looks like a vehicle in there. And it's it's great. So um that's been like consuming my lunchtime and, and now and then I'm moving on to another silly game, which is No More Heroes Three, which has been I'm at the last. Uh, I'm, at the, I'm at the last area already. Um, I would say it's better than. It's better than it, it's on the top list of No More Hero games. So, uh, it's hard to explain what No More Heroes is because. I tried to explain it to a GameStop guy because you know I picked it up and he's like, he looked at me. He's like, "What's No More Heroes?" I'm like, 
you're, you're explaining it to the guy who's selling it to you. I know. Just first of all, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and then he's like, what's it? What is it? Is it a slasher? And I'm like, oh, bro. And, you know, I'm like, I'm looking at him I'm like, bro, honestly, this game is random as fuck. It, it could be a, it could be a hack and slash. And then halfway through a boss battle, it becomes an RPG. Like, that's how random this game is. Or there's a boss battle where you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to fight this mini boss. And it becomes a musical chairs mini boss game. It's it's really weird, really random. Um, Do you still have to like simulate jerking off to power up your sword? So not uh, it's he's one handed now, so he got pretty good at it. So you know, you, right? Because at that point, you know, real pros. No, you just do one hand. You don't do two hands unless you're like loaded <laughs> up, you know. But uh, yeah, you still do it. Um, I would say that's right how now, you should have explained it to him. Yeah, I, like you should <laughs> you power up by masturbating or some shit. Uh, I I tried to explain to him. And he was like, you gave me the. Okay, I, I lost. I'm sorry, I asked. Yeah, I was like, all right, bye. I'll catch you later. I'm going to go play this weird game that's fucking weird and crazy love to AEW. By the way, a lot of references to AEW on there. <laughs> really? And, and, and <laughs> a lot of wrestling moves. If you're, he's a huge Bullet Club fan and he makes a Bullet Club reference in there, which I'm not, I'm oh going to leave God, it, I'm going to leave funny. it to people who are listening and you, Josh, to find those. Uh, there's a lot of reference to wrestling. Uh, a lot of reference to like old school uh, Sentai stuff, like you know Power Rangers, Common uh, Rider. He's also like he's just he put all of his fandom into this game, but he learns. I guess he just Suda learned so much from the previous games that he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make it into this cool almost AAA indie game." Like, what would indie games indie developers do? Like the the mini games within it are silly at best. Um, and are not required to finish. I think a lot of people play the first one and the second one, and to get the true ending, you have to do a bunch of other stuff. But I think he made it available so that you want to collect the different shirts if you want to. There's like so many things to do, uh, but it does feel weird that when you're driving around, that the, the cities still feel a little dead and kind of like alone. And you know, it's it's still weird. But I, I give I tip on my hat on really building off the hack and slash kind of like the mechanics for that. It's really fun. I've never had so much fun um, doing it and it feels satisfying. I'd say Suda right now, he's at that point where he's like, I want to be like Quentin and like Tim Burton with Kojima in the middle. It's just (laughs) random weird stuff happening. And I don't want to spoil the boss fights, Josh, but just be ready for like weird fever dream boss fights. And they're really pretty to look at. There's one level where I was I didn't even fight the boss. I was just looking around everywhere. It's so it's it's trippy, man. It's such a weird trip. Um I what I'd say buy it for full price. Uh I would wait a little bit if you want. I would say with the drops like forty, maybe maybe, you know, if you could buy a good deal, I would say go for it. Uh, I know Gamefly usually what they do is they end up <clears throat> in a month from now. So the game mm. pretty new. Um so you can pick it up there, but it's it's a good game. Uh, I, I I would say battle system's good. Um, the music's great. I think the music's amazing. I want the vinyl for that for sure. <laughs> um, it's done by a lot of indie artists and like SoundCloud artists. Apparently, he's like a huge SoundCloud guy. So he goes around and and looks for artists on SoundCloud uh, from Japan and America. And, and I could tell that's a majority of the list of people in there. So just expect a lot of love. Like this is his last No More Heroes game. He's going off. It's him just dumping 
his experience, you know, his love for wrestling, his love for video games, his love for movies, Sentai films. It's everything that he usually talks about in, in interviews. And he's just said, fuck it. I'm just going to push everything in here. Um, I would say you do have to get a little familiarized with the past series in order to know what's going on in this one. And if you haven't played the off side story, Travis Strikes Again, I highly recommend you play that one before going on to three, or you're not going to know half of the people that are showing up in there. So I do recommend that. Um, buy it on buy it on the eShop because buying a physical is at $80 right now. Really? Yeah. The game has jumped tremendously. All of Suda games have jumped tremendously. Lollipop oh, Chainsaw. I out. I got it. Lollipop Chainsaw is at 80 I think, or 60 Um what was the other one? Uh, Shadow of the Dam, I think, jumped to like 65 this past week. Really? So all of his games that nobody gave a shit that I would find for 20 bucks that I love. I love all Suda51 games. Uh, and I think Killer7's at 100 now, uh, I think because of the GameCube um, side of things. So, yeah, you know, I would say it's a good time to pick up Suda51 games. He's he's uh, moving on from No More Heroes. They're going to make what he calls it the Grasshopper era. So meaning they'll be doing more games through Grasshopper. Um, they don't own the rights technically to No More Heroes in a sense. It's a weird contract thing, but I think Marvelous owns uh, the IP for No More Heroes. So. Right. That's my two recommendations, y'all. And I think the limited run games versions of uh, No More Heroes 1 and 2 for Switch, I think they're both coming out at Best Buy yes, soon. Yes, they are, yes. For would... 30 bucks a piece. So if you really want to make sure you get your hands on those, I would. yeah, you probably those. want to do it soon before they fly jump? off the shelves and you can't find them uh, too. They're fucking crazy, dude. I'm like, oh my god, how do these games jump within that week? Um, but yeah, those are the only games I've been playing. I honestly been playing the Switch a lot more for some reason or another. Uh, it's been fun. I've been having a blast. Cruising blast. A cruising blast. I, I just looked up on your Twitter too, the car you were talking about. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners, but I would say go on there. It's pretty good. I've never laughed <laughs> so hard in my life. I swear, you unlock these things and it's just like, they don't give a fuck. This, this is the type of games I miss, man. You know? Um, hmm. Aside from that, but I know there's been I know I, people are listening to this and they might listen to it a couple of days. But the direct already happened, so we'll be talking about it for sure. That'll be part of our new sign up. But we do have some stuff. Uh, Derek, do you want to take away? I know this this is gonna shock the Geekscape Games news wave. But what's the first and what's the first important news we need to break to Shane? Yeah, the first one, uh, I'm sure that's why Shane's not actually not here tonight is he's crying about it. But uh, <laughs> um, the the latest Battlefield 2042 news is that the game has been delayed. Uh, not a huge delay, not as, not as big of a delay as we've been seeing from a lot of um, PlayStation games and other games. But mostly it feels like Sony games are getting pushed. <laughs> yeah, Battlefield 2042 is coming out on November 19th, 2021 at this point. So yeah, that's it's. I think it was supposed to launch in October, so just about a month, uh, which is not too too bad. But uh, I, I know Shane. I think no, the COD beta just happened, not not Battlefield. Yeah, so that was that was that was a big one. Yeah, I think we are running pretty long, so I'm just gonna jump through a little bit of the news sure. if that's okay. Yeah. Wipeout. There's a you know we've been waiting for a new Wipeout game for a very 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 long time. Um, I don't remember when the last one was. I think I want to say was there a PlayStation Vita one? uh i don't think oh there was one yes there was a 
pretty early on i feel pretty like. early on and there was i think there was a remake on ps4 I oh, they okay. bought yeah. back some of the older stuff it's a mobile game what the hell is going on dude yeah well it's a mobile game first of all which is fine like you know that's uh, mobile's the biggest platform yeah yeah <laughs> mobile's the biggest platform these days anyways so like if you're gonna if you're trying to make money off of it probably releasing it on mobile is a good idea but it is a uh card based racing game um and according to the verge uh, it doesn't actually put you in the driver's seat. Instead, you'll be the team manager of racers who will get to do all the fun driving while you're dealing with cards. It's uh, bad in coach. It's yeah, bad in yeah. coach. Uh, the game promises to dive into the lore of Wipeout, and I'm most looking forward <laughs> to finding out why the what? player can't drive. There's, hold on, yeah. there's a lore to this <laughs> yeah, fucking game? Apparently, yeah, know, yeah. Bro. Well, and the actual the actual like official description from the developer site says, for fans of the series, Wipeout Rush is bringing loads of new lore through collectibles and story. Players will be able to unlock collectible cards to learn more about ships, teams, pilots, and tracks of the Wipeout world as they progress to an engaging single-player campaign told through exciting animated comics. Yeah, Real it's <laughs> and also a battle pass within the fucking phone for sure. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. Uh, it's a, I like. I'll probably download it, but then never open it, uh, and then delete it when my phone runs out of storage. And and I'll download it and do the daily mission. Oh, I'll be a slave to it for the rest of my life. And then we'll add the dating sim mechanic into Wipeout. And then you can date the Wipeout cars. And then, you know, you, you, you get them boosted up. You buy them gifts. That's how it's going to be. I, know, I need to play that game where you date your weapons. That oh, yeah. new one that came out not that long ago. What, Boyfriend Dungeon? Oh, Boyfriend Dungeon. oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I hear that's excellent. <laughs> Since the last episode as well. Naturally, we're recording this one like a day before the Nintendo Direct. Last episode, we recorded like a day before the PlayStation, PlayStation. Showcase uh where we we saw a lot of new things uh, sorry a lot of new footage of a lot of things we already knew about so uh there was a nice nice gameplay trailer for god of war um sorry god of war ragnarok which should be launching uh in 2022 at this point uh i thought i thought that looked great and i'm i didn't actually finish god of war and yeah i've been meaning to go back to it especially now that it's like 60 frames per second on playstation 5 and all that sort of thing and it was like after watching this trailer, it was like, I absolutely need to go back and finish that game. So I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. Um, we got a double dose of Insomniac somehow uh, in that they announced uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, which looks to to finally have Peter Parker and Miles meet up for the game. I would freaking love. Is this going to have like some sort of co-op or something like that? Like that would be just amazing. Um, obviously, they, they haven't they haven't talked about yeah. it. It's just speculation. Um, but it looks, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if it did a co-op, that would be unreal. And Tony Todd is the voice of Venom in, in this game, which I think is pretty sick. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then also randomly, I don't even think that there was rumors about this. Like, I don't remember reading a single thing about this, but a Wolverine game is also coming from Insomniac. See, I feel like that Wolverine announcement really saved that presentation. Cause you know, we yes. were on the discord oh together God, yes. yeah. and I was Nobody like, I was that. excited for, I was excited for KOTOR. And then it was just like, remake and then game we've already yeah. seen and then remaster and i yeah. think by the time they announced and like buy uncharted, uncharted 4 I again like, yeah <laughs> I, I almost shut it off and then i think the very next thing after the uncharted was wolverine and then that got me to stick around <laughs> and i'm not even a big wolverine fan but i'm excited to see what they can totally do the game. yeah but i'm yeah. like i hope yeah, they stick with the like, gore i hope they yeah stick. if it's a mature like if it's an m-rated <sighs> title and like oh, it i don't know they've they like the spider-man games have been so good and I mean, uh, Infamous was so good. And to like, I don't know if you turn up like 
the violence on on the mechanics and stuff that they already have like that could be a wild experience um, uh, I, I i did you guys ever play that wolverine game that came out the, the, yeah one? i did yeah, yeah. it was yeah. awesome yeah i hope i mean that game was pretty gory i mean like the game was better than the movie which is hilarious but I, I really, <laughs> way hope, better. I really, yeah, way better. And I and I really hope they do that justice because Wolverine's supposed to be this killing machine, right? Like he he uses his claws not to like scratch robots. Like he destroys human beings in half. You know, like this guy is like mm-hmm. insane. So I can't wait. I looks. Uh, I I just need to see footage. That's all. Just sign <laughs> me up. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Insomniac has such a good track record. It's I know. Like I have zero funny. doubt that it's going to turn out to be pretty good. Totally. Yeah. Well, and even just like like you did Spider-Man and then I feel like Miles Morales was not that long afterwards. And then like uh, Ratchet and Clank was like Ratchet. eight months later or something like that. Like what the <laughs> yeah. heck? Um, I, I honestly think I think that Ratchet and Clank was supposed to come out for PS4. I, I honestly think that game was was meant to be out for PS4. You think, though, because I feel like they're the whole like from the get go, the whole thing they're talk they were talking about is like the world jumping and stuff that we're doing would just not be possible without the SSDs of the PS5. And that's like pretty core, pretty central to the game itself. I guess the whole plot of the game is dealing with like these, these rifts and, and jumping through them and everything like that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I could see the rifts. I could see the rifts being like loading screens, honestly, if they were to put it on PS4. I guess I, it just felt like it was, the rifts and the whole act of going through them felt really impressive because it was basically instant. And mm. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the game would still be good if it, if you did have to wait 30 or seconds or whatever going yeah. through them. Well, but I'll, like, I'll say this much about Ratchet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say, uh, if you look at the old, not the old one, but the remake of Ratchet, yeah. like that game is really good. Like that game looks mm. really well. I mean, and it's a PS4 game. Yeah. Um, it runs really smooth. The, the loading doesn't take that long. Uh, I just think they have like a good record of knowing how to turn loads into sure. certain yeah. gameplay. And uh, honestly, I feel like this. I this is me just like thinking it, and I because this game came out like really fast. <laughs> uh, I didn't think that that game Rift into Time was was such a fast release, and that, mm-hmm. maybe they've been working on it for quite a while. And I think they they added that maybe like kind of like last minute. Maybe could have been like a last minute thing, but. They're pretty good about, you know, I look at the, the, the behind the scenes for that old Ratchet and Clank game, and, and I'm very impressed mm-hmm. how they like to compress things and make things run smoothing. They they know how to take advantage of the PlayStation system. So Better than anyone, be it feels like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like any more than anybody at the moment. But uh, sorry, Josh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I could imagine that it would be pretty quick for them to be able to put out Ratchet games at this point, too. And a big part of that is because a lot of the weapons in the new one and I don't know, I don't think we'd mentioned this too much when we were talking about the game when it was new, but almost all of the weapons in the game are essentially just reskinned weapons from old oh, games. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't so, know like, that. A lot of them weren't even really anything new. Like, I think in this game, like the Mr. Zircons were like actual characters you interacted with in the, in the, as like, as like NPCs, but like they were a famous weapon from old games where it was exactly the same as like the mushroom bomb where you just summon the mushrooms and they shoot things for you. Oh, okay. Like you re- replace the mushrooms with the Mr. Zircon robots and mm-hmm. it was like the exact same thing. And it's like, you know, the pistols, the shotguns, all that stuff. Like a lot of the weapons were like exactly the same with new skins. So I could imagine that would have sped up development time too. Yeah. Since a lot of them weren't really too different, but, but either way it was, it was still an excellent game. Still totally. One of the best games of the year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. 
bunch of other like weird announcements at the at the thing. There's like a weird like Radiohead thing oh, coming sorry. out that nobody really knows about, but it's coming out in November, so like we should find out pretty soon. And then another Vampire the Masquerade game uh, called Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is like a free to play third person battle royale game set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Um, it feels like there's like ninety new vampire the masquerade games that have been announced and i feel like none of them have come out at this point um and i wonder if any of them except for like i think there was like a visual novel one for switch there's a visual novel the art the rpg one there's the uh fortnite looking one the one you just you just said yeah, right yeah. now and there's the one we've all been waiting for I don't know. I'm starting to worry. Which was supposed that. to be out like a long time ago at this point. Yeah. And, and I don't think it has a release date at all now. But no, not anymore. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo got a new trailer and still looks super awesome, but it still doesn't have a release date. Gran Turismo is coming out in March 2022. I don't think that that Ooh. one was ever supposed to come out this year. So I, or, or was it? No, they, they so. announced it a while back, but never said. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somehow Grand Theft Auto 5 has to get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, like uh, you know, we've that, had delay after delay one. this year, but from for That was the first one where I started getting really irritated with the presentation. When they showed that, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Yes. And it doesn't look that much different and like you've been pushing it for so long. Was it not supposed to come out at launch or so or close to launch or something like that? And now it was supposed yeah, to come out at promoting. Launch. Yeah. yeah. They're promoting a big thing where it's like if you play on PS5, you'll get like a million free dollars yes. for the online mode yeah. or something. Every like month that. or yeah. something for a while. Uh, so it was supposed to launch November 11th, but now that is also March 2022. Okay, we we finally saw the first. Like how, uh, how am I ever going to play GTA 5 after, <laughs> yeah. after this? Yeah, yeah. We saw the first footage from the Alan Wake remaster, um, which we talked about on the last episode because it was like leaked. And I, I, I'm sure it was supposed to actually reveal during this showcase. But, uh, you know details leaked on it just shortly before that um it didn't look awesome it's but only 30 bucks too oh is it it's only Which, 30 bucks it's like very it's, i just saw a pre-order page that's not bad today and i think it's at 30 i would pay bucks, that so for sure yeah it's like a, and it's very much remaster it's not like a remake like it looks significantly better but it still looks way 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 worse than anything that's coming out today type thing but um they've apparently like completely redone the lighting and everything like that which was a huge portion that's of cool. alan wake and i loved that game so i like can't wait to, to jump back into it. Um, I'm just wondering if it still has all like the Verizon product placement and stuff. I have read that that is being <laughs> removed, although I'm sure okay. if Verizon wanted to renew that contract, I'm sure that they would be willing to leave it in there. But at this point, there is no Verizon branding <laughs> in the game. I, I, it just always stuck with me how there was an achievement to find a specific TV that had a Verizon <laughs> commercial on it. Well, and that's so that's <laughs> so funny, too, because Ver- like. Verizon only exists in the United States. And so the majority of not, not maybe not people, but the majority of countries in this world, in the world that would have the game available for sale, this is completely irrelevant to them. Oh yeah. They don't know who Verizon is. No, Nobody yeah. knows what Verizon is in any of Central America. I could be a hundred percent. Nobody does. So when I have my, I remember my, my cousin's playing on the way, like this game is cool. What the hell's a Verizon? I'm like, uh no way out here. Yeah. yeah they were like oh okay cool we don't have that I'm like cool I'm like we have nextel i'm like shit nextel still exists all right <laughs> cool man <laughs> or like the lincoln car like it would zoom in on the lincoln logo and the, <laughs> when he would pull up and stuff yeah that game was like one of the first ones where i really noticed just a shitload of product placement everywhere yeah i think they've gotten a little bit more subtle since then like mm-hmm. it was pretty front and center 
at that point, except for stuff like Death Stranding when he's like drinking monsters and stuff. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty that's pretty ham fisted still, I guess. Um, yeah, those were the biggest those are the biggest news pieces that I was interested in. Aside from there's a new PS5 update for everyone. And now you can uh, add another SSD to your PS5. It was in beta before we talked Ooh. about it a few episodes ago. Um, yeah, I don't I feel like it feels weird because it doesn't feel like there's enough content on the PlayStation 5 to warrant a new expensive SSD well, to, to pop in there as well. I'm certainly not having any capacity issues when every game is like 200 gigs. That's like true. That is true. When like, every game is 200 gigs, you know, there's only like four or five games that have come out for it, though. So you're like just going to hit the limit uh, yeah. at this point, I guess. You know, it's one weird thing that the update seemed to do is it separated all the PS4 and PS5 versions. But now it's like two of every game on my home screen. And it's kind of. Oh, really? Yeah, it's annoying. Like I just I just downloaded uh, or I just bought Tales of Arise and then Avengers. Also, they're like right next to each other yeah. Two two um, tabs of the same game. One for PS4. One for Are PS4. they both installed too, or is it just the fact it's just uh, showing them in your library? Uh, both actually. Oh, it weird. was showing before I installed it, yeah. but then I installed it any afterwards anyway, ah. so I could compare the differences. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was the good PlayStation update. I know that Josh, you wrote down that there was also a not so good <laughs> PlayStation update that's happened in the in recent times as well. Yeah. Apparently, the new PS4 update is bricking. Uh, some consoles so oh my god it just being recommended by some outlets to kind of maybe hold off until sony says something about it but to my knowledge i haven't seen them say anything about i updated my other and you're good i'm good so far okay, good. i can think of <laughs> one it, it seems like it's not widespread enough like that they've it, it's been yeah. a few days at least now and they've not like pulled it or anything like that right like i don't, I don't think hmm. so then again i, I, I kind of want to like i kind of want to test it but my cat knocked it off the shelf and it fell upside down on, onto the floor. So it might just be broken anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't, t- I haven't tried it though. That sucks. Uh, and then I see like NVIDIA GeoForce leaked like a bunch of games too. I actually saw the video Shane provided too. There's a lot of games on there. I was, uh, some of them are kind of like, okay, a couple games being ported to PC, like a good catalog of games, right? For Sony PlayStation is being, Ported to PC. Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm sorry. Allegedly. But they're pleading the fifth for now. So we got that. And actually, that last bit of news you guys just added, which is the Castlevania GBA collection, that's probably going to be tomorrow's announcement on the Switch for sure. And um, Oh, right. Yeah, at the Direct for sure. Yeah, so I am fucking excited for that. I love those Castlevania for GBA games. God, this game is so cool. Those games are fantastic. And it's funny. Amazing. I almost want to thank my friend for willing these into existence because literally on Tuesday, uh, not not this past Tuesday, but the one prior, we were in his car and he said, oh, I'm trying to track down all the GBA games. What's the <laughs> best one? Shit. Like, what are the best ones to buy? And I said, no, don't worry about it. There'll probably be a collection eventually. And then the very next day was when I saw the article saying that it was rated in certain places. Damn, I was dude. like, hey, man, you got you asked. That's me, hilarious. Which is funny yeah. because Limited Run just released their uh, their Castlevania collection uh, edition, a collector's edition, whatever they had, which I bought because I'm a sucker for Castlevania games. <laughs> I grew up on those games. So if they're, hey, Limited Run, if you're hearing this, hey, if you guys are going to make a collector's edition for this GBA one, holla at your boy. I want to get on that pre-order soon. I need that. I need those pre-orders. You know why? Because I'm not going to spend those GBA money anymore. They're going to go up in price soon. Uh, which I'm not willing to spend money now because Minish Cap is like 
50 bucks for some reason now. So, <laughs> good on trying to buy a Minish Cap. Um, but, you know, I really want to see... E- if you're a Nintendo 3DS ambassador, you could have Minish Cap. Oh, it's true. Before anything, I want to hear three possible things they might announce from each of you guys that might be announced tomorrow for the Direct. Quick. Don't go into oh, detail. Just say, just off the top of your head, things you want. Uh, I'll go with Derek uh, first. Go. Smash, last Smash. Oh, go, so go ahead. Go, Derek. Go, go. Go, Derek. Go. Uh... Uh, Silent Hill remake. Uh, one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I want a release date for uh, Sports Story, the sequel to Golf Story. Love it. Uh, which I've been waiting for for fucking ever. Um, and uh, Josh, I'm gonna keep thinking. You, you, you All right, go, Josh, go. Top three, go. All right. Uh, Xenoblade Three. Um, it. the last Smash Brothers character, and Kid Icarus Uprising Two. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, I'm going to spit out my three. I'm going to say, first of all, Glover HD, definitely on the fucking list. (laughs) We're going to get a new Wave Race game. I want that. Give me a Wave Race game. It's been a cool minute. Uh, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say F-Zero because every other chunky guy is going to say F-Zero. So I'm going to go the complete opposite. I need a sequel or a HD pack of Pilot Wing 64. I know they're three boring games, but those are safe bets for sure because I want to keep my expectations really low. Um, do you hey, wanna... we should we should just <laughs> remake uh, Pilot Wings on SNES where the plot went like way into left field halfway through. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Or we could do it's like oh, or or we could get the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Suda Fifty One game where he made it where like the the main guy you end up beating the game with ends up killing himself at the end of the <laughs> game, yeah. which is insane. And he burns the house too, which is an insane plot. But that's Suda for him. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't he like, oh, I've reached the top. I have nowhere else to go. Else to go. So, so he, he kills himself. Like, this is the craziest fucking story, bro. What what did you watch? Like, who? What wrestler did that? But fuck it, uh, Derek. I'm coming back to you. You got the last one. Oh, guys, I don't know. Uh, the Silent Hill two one was also a joke. So really, I've only given one at this point, and it's the only one I care about because I really want Sports Story. No, you know what else I want? That it's a trap. You know, I played it. My the whole pack's 2019. I'm sitting there playing Windjammers two, and Ooh. they're like, Windjammers two coming later this year. That was 2019, and it's still not out. And I'm very upset yeah. about that because it looked like, I mean, it was a new, you know, Windjammers on the Switch, which is probably my most played Switch game. It's a game from like 94, so it looks like shit. And Windjammers 2 had all this like hand-drawn art and it looks super gorgeous. And it played basically the same, which is totally fine. But I want that to finally uh, exist. And I know dot, dot .emu or .mu or however you pronounce mm-hmm. it, I think were acquired by someone uh, recently, and so I think that um, I think Windjammers 2 is also going to be coming out on other platforms where it was cool. Switch exclusive before, yeah. but they've still not talked about a release date or anything like that. Aside from that, I would love, and this is just like super far-fetched, um, but new Mario Kart content because uh, it's been a long time mm-hmm. since we've had yeah. any Mario Kart content, and I don't know why, like, I don't know why they haven't just pumped new maps and map packs and character packs like i was you know the fact that we got any at all was surprising but those had to have sold super well like who doesn't want more mario kart tracks even if it's just like there's still a lot of tracks that they could rehash that aren't in the Mm -hmm. game um even if they're just doing that or the like mixture of half and half like they did in the past i would be stoked for that and i would buy every single thing that they put would put out you should you should play the mobile yeah, I was just going to say the mobile game has a lot of original tracks and I'm surprised that none of them have come. Oh, to it. that's I have a good a point. That, yeah. I have a feeling that they might be holding out for a full-fledged sequel. But mm. That's yeah. just my hunch. 
Cool. That's well, fair. that's that's all of our predictions for tomorrow. Of course, hold it with a grain of salt because who knows? Nintendo's random as fuck. I really want more Bayonetta three news, but we're not gonna get that because Nintendo is um, taking forever for that. But it's okay. <laughs> they don't show you stuff until it's like a month away from. Release. I know, right? Oh, God, we're probably gonna get a whole breakdown of Metroid um, Dread, so it, it would still be good. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is episode what is it one thirty nine? If I'm correct, one ninety three. One ninety three. I got it backwards. I always get that wrong. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to follow any of these gents, uh, how can they follow you, Josh? Where can they follow you? Or could they? Uh, you could find me on all social platforms at Inu Joshua. Cool. And uh, Derek, how can they find you, bro? Uh, I am at D Cranavelt on Twitter. Uh, I am also you'll. I have another show every month. Uh, first of the month, there's a show called the Xbox Game Passengers, and that one is me and a guest uh, just diving into a single game that is available on Xbox Game Pass. Um, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. Uh, and we just force our way through it and then uh, share our thoughts live on air. So that's uh, once a month. And then I'm here every two weeks. Hi. And with me, you can follow me anywhere on Twitter or anywhere in the Internet at Anger Bananas. I do stream on Twitch uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Mondays, we stream awesome retro video game commercials from across the world. Spanish commercials, Japanese commercials. We got com- commercials from Korea, but it's a very chill kind of vibe you can put in the background while you work on something that's more important uh then on tuesdays we stream uh switch stuff so i i, I don't you know josh already saw what i me streaming cruising blast i like to highlight cool stuff like that and yeah you can catch me soon uh you can follow us geekscape games podcast at geekscape games on twitter you can find us on all platforms right i think all audio platforms if i'm correct sure geekscape. can and please give us a give us a rating. Do you like the show? Do you not like the show? You can submit questions to the Geekscape Games Twitter handle as well. Uh, but please, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Shane will handle uh, the next show. I will just be in the background like always, and you might hear the Cucaracha truck, which surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, I know we haven't heard it, it tonight. Did, it yeah. did not pass by, guys. I'm worried about this dude. I'm calling the police. A uh, 24 hour person is missing. Gotta hit the report. With that being said, guys, we're out of here. We'll catch you guys. Next week, oh wait, or maybe what the next week after, and we'll talk about all the awesome Nintendo News Direct and what we hated and what we loved. So, till then, see you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.